Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. It's the Duval Hot Takes Podcast, starring Sean Daly. Pat Smith. Ricky Morty is the only thing I even look forward to on Sundays anymore, and that's barely. It comes on at 11.30. 11.30 at night, it's barely yeah. even Sunday anymore. Yeah, you almost can leak that into Monday. With Taylor Smith and Devin May. I actually want to stop doing the show. <laughs> this is a cry for help. <laughs> no one's listening. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. What's up, everyone? Good day to you all, and welcome to the Duval Hot Takes Podcast, the biggest and best podcast for all things Jaguars football, brought to you by Big Cat Country and SB Nation. My name is Taylor Smith. I'm your moderator for the show. I am joined by your host, Pat Smith. Wiggity woo! And your facts and stats man, Devin Mabe. Hello! Today is Wednesday, November 20th. If you didn't notice, I left out our other host, Sean Daly. He is out of town at the moment, most likely hiding out, maybe looking for a grief counselor, someone to speak to, help help process his feelings. Mm. So we'll try and get him on the phone later. But in the meantime, we've got Pat here with us, more than capable of captaining the ship. Absolutely. So, Jaguars show up in Indianapolis. You could say that loosely. Yeah, coming off a of bye week. Mm-hmm. A mostly healthy roster. Yep. Leonard Fournette said he just took the week off and relaxed. Ate some, some gumbo. Some some TLC. Had him a good old time. That's right. Good Nick, for him. Nick Foles comes out, full Jags gear. Everybody's got high spirits. Colts are without they're without T.Y. Hilton. Their their corners are out. All their weapons Both are starting gone. corners left the game. So we're thinking, you know, the script writes itself, huh? Feels good. We end up with a final score of 1333 Colts. Ooh. <laughs> Jags are now dead last in the AFC South. Colts are now number one after the Ravens walked all over the Texans. That at least felt good to watch. But yeah, that's that's what happened. Ouch. I don't have a lot more to say than that, so I will pass the mic off to Pat. Let you get started with the post-game recap for those who were fortunate enough to miss the game. It's unfortunate that I don't have Sean here to talk to about this game. Uh, I believe we had different takes last week. Wildly different takes. Yeah. I can't really place my finger on it. One of us called how this game was kind of going to go, and the other one, uh, not so close. Mm. Mm. What a coincidence that he's not here with us right now. Crazy. Wild. Wild that we can't own up to what we said. I'm sure if I listened to last week's episode, I could probably get some clarity as to who was on what side. It was almost right after the game, too, that we got that text. Hey, guys. Hey. uh, I'm going to be out. Yeah. I've got Sorry. to take my dog to a doctor's appointment in <laughs> New Mexico for for a trimming, a nail trimming. But in any case, I'll, that's the, that's the extent I'm going to toot my horn at, and and then we'll just kind of dive into this game. We did absolutely everything wrong from a coaching perspective, from a player standpoint. There's just so much to point at 
but again, this isn't really much has changed throughout the year. We have been horrendous in the run defense game. And in this game, we allowed two, not one, two running backs to rush for 100 yards plus. No. You can't do that in this league and expect to win ball games. You just can't. And then when you have Nick Foles throwing it 47 times in a game that he's coming back for the first time in eight weeks. Okay, that's that's a recipe for disaster. You're asking for it. Let's let me just go through the game real quick. I I, I took a brief chance to look relook at the game because again I gotta watch these games one sober one wasted. <laughs> I, I gotta I gotta make sure I, that when I see it I see it the right way. You almost never know which is which. No, you really don't. You really don't. Sometimes <laughs> I wish I could just watch them wasted because they, when you watch them sober, cold sober, it's a scary scary game to watch. Horrifying. And let me start with this. As much as I'm going to bag on the run defense for this game, I will put our front four on defense against any offensive line Mm. for pass defense. Oh, yeah. In the pass defense, I will take our pressure any day of the week. We look phenomenal when we we only have to rush four and we get pressure on the quarterback. Josh Allen, man. That's how good we are when we get to the pass. But in 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 the running scheme of things, the defensive line can only help so much. They're the first line attack. All they can really do is plug a hole or two or, or account for an offensive lineman. Because at the end of the day, these running backs are getting into the second, third level of your defense. And if you don't have anything in the second level to, to help barrier or help fill in on the defensive line, the defensive line can only do so much. Mm. Okay. You got to fill in holes. You got to, you got to recognize again, I'm going to get into all that. All right. So first drive under pressure. It looks like a jailbreak blitz for Nick Foles. He gets pressured. He throws it over, nearly picked off the hooker on third down. Yeah, not a great throw, but again, we were expecting this. We were expecting Rust. We were expecting him to still kind of build up and figure out, you know, who's running what, who's running where. So yeah, first drive under pressure, nearly threw a pick. I didn't let it. I didn't let it fly for Minshew. Okay, if it's not a pick, it's not a pick. So I'm gonna leave it at that. That's what it is. What it is. So luckily enough, no no pick. Pass rush looks great. Every single play on defense. Miles Jack and Najee Good, especially Miles Jack, sits flat-footed at mm-hmm. linebacker. Okay, mm-hmm. as a linebacker, you have two reads: it's a run or it's a pass. It's very simple. I'm oversimplifying the position, of course, from from my standpoint. But that's you got two reads: it's a run, it's a pass. Every single run play in the first half, Miles Jack is sitting on his ass, flat-footed. The man doesn't take but a step or two, and he, before he can figure out what's going on. There's an offensive lineman on him, and he's done. He gets his paws on him, he's done. That's it. That's the play. Miles Jack doesn't meet contact in the hole like he's supposed to on a run. He doesn't come downhill. I don't know if that's Miles Jack because he's just a fat p- or he's not being coached to take that read. I, I can't, at this point, I don't know because he's been here the same amount of time Todd Wash has been here. So I don't know where the misconnect is. I don't know who's not who's not coaching who or who's not reading the play right. I can't tell you, but from what I'm seeing, every single play that it's a run play and it's a run in between the guards, in between the tackles, Miles Jack, someone gets their paws on him and he's eliminated from the play entirely. That should not be it. You should be coming downhill, finding your gap and, and blocking up. If you can't make a tackle, at least fill a hole. Stop the run play. Do something. Show me Show me that you got your head on, right? Show me that you're awake in this play. 
I need to see that, especially now, because guys, what do I do? I chase the guys that get the fat checks, uh-huh. right? That's what I'm looking at. Got you, all the you, dollar, don't see, bills. you don't see Ronnie Harrison jerseys out there, okay? You don't see Najee Good jerseys out there. Mm-hmm. You see Miles Jack 44 jerseys littered that stadium. And there's a reason why they're wearing your jersey, kid. They're wearing it because they expect you to be the captain of this defense. You be the guy that's seeking contact. I want you coming down the hill every single play. Okay? Again, these guys ran the ball, just their two top guys, 30 times. They ran the ball 30 times this game. And in the first half, I watched you come downhill twice. Twice. You got to be joking me, man. Come on. I want to see you get some contact. and that, I need to see it moving forward. And again, that's, that's, the, that's the bulk end of it for this defense. Jaguars get the ball back. Second drive for them. Nick Foles converts a third down to D.D. Westbrook. Uh, you come down again, second and five. Nick Falls has an empty set. You got trips to your left, two receivers on your right. Uh, DJ Chark runs a nice little route, uh, an out route. It's almost like a 15-yard in over the linebacking core, catches the ball, scats up to the touchdown, makes a good play. Good throw, beautiful play. It was on like the 35, 34-yard line. Uh-huh. These these are the plays you got Nick Foles in for, right? He gave it to you. There, yeah. you play developed perfectly, offensive line blocked. It was great. It was awesome. At this point, I was thinking to myself, I was like, wow, I'm going to eat crow this week. Yep, there it Nick is. Nick Foles is going to show me up. He's going to be like, yeah, here you go, man. You want me to, want me to show out? Here you go. Come back. Again, it's it just more more reiteration of what I've what I've been saying prior to this starting. Uh, second and six. Second and four. These guys just, they're running in between the tackles, guys. It's just a half-pad dive. It's just nothing crazy. It's just, there's nothing to it. They're just coming down in between the tackles, and the holes are there. You got your two linebackers sitting five yards, six yards back out of the play entirely. And by the time they get to you, they're already in the secondary because there's an offensive lineman on them. And so secondary has to do a lot of work. They have to come in. They got to fill in. They got to make sure they get those short tackles or not. It's just not going to happen. Um Finally, one of the plays, I see Miles Jack comes down. He fills the wrong hole, okay, unfortunately. But I see an effort, all right? Again, I don't expect you to make the tackle every time. I don't expect you to be leading this team in tackles. But I do at least want to see some pressure coming out of you, mm-hmm. okay? So you fill the wrong hole. He bounces out. He, he makes a run, another tackle in the secondary. Again, secondary's got to look alive because if they don't make these tackles, it's, it's going for a touchdown every time. One thing I will say that I did like is outside the tackle running. For some reason, they come alive and outside the tackles. Maybe because it's easier to see. Maybe because it's they can catch up. They got a five-yard uh, sprint to the sideline that maybe they can make up ground for. But when the run is outside the tackles, pressure's getting to them. You got DJ Hayden coming down. You got Leon Jacobs making tackles. You got Miles Jack making tackles. Ronnie Harrison coming down making tackles. You, they look a lot more alive on the sideline, sideline plays. Plus, you can use the sideline to your advantage and close in on the run when they do bounce it outside. But up the middle, it, it just it looks terrible. It's 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 shit, man. Um, Colts make a drive down the field for their first score. Trey Hernan makes a shit tackle at the line. He meets him in the line. He's maybe two yards in. Uh, Marlon Mack, uh, it wasn't even close. Goes up two yards. Trey Hernan comes down, whiffs, bullshit tackle, and then Najee Good follows up behind him. Says, "You know what? I will second that," and gives a shit effort as well. Marlon Mack spins off, runs into the touchdown, some kind of... It's like when you play Madden and the whole thing glitches on you. That's the play I saw. Runs <laughs> in the end zone, gets a touchdown. 360 spin like seven times. Right, yeah. And he did a double 360 into the end zone, and that was the end of it. So, boom. You're going in the second quarter, 
the writing on the wall is already there. You you already see how we're playing this game on defense, okay? And and if the Colts haven't already figured it out, they're going to here pretty soon, guys. We get the ball back after the touchdown. It's second and eight. Nick Foles throws another pass to DJ Chark. This one a lot more questionable than than the previous one because DJ Chark's already covered. Plus he has safety coming over the top to help him. I'm not sure what Nick Foles saw in this pass. Not not a good look. Uh, another almost pick. Again, shoulda, coulda, woulda, almost. Didn't happen, but still, not a good look. Uh, and then next play, third and eight, he gets uh, sacked. Reichel Armstead whiffs on a overloaded blitz play. It was a good call on, D- on the Colts. Uh, there wasn't much you could do about that. Uh, Reichel needs just honestly, he's not great in the pass protection game because of his size, but... Uh, you know, in any case, uh, you cut the guy, you try to make a, a, a pile at the line, try and stop the blitz coming in. But again, not much he could do. He whiffs, he gets sacked, punt the ball back. Uh, one play that really broke down to me, if you if you watch any play, watch any play that what I'm talking about here in this game, go to a, go to the 11th, 11.07 minute mark in the second quarter, guys. OK, it's a triple option play. I don't know our audience uh, to the point of who's who's well-educated with the X and O's and who's not well-educated with the X and O's, but let me just break this down. This one play pretty much sums up the defense, okay? It's a triple option. You know who runs the triple option in the NFL? Any of you guys? No? Nobody? Nobody. You know why? Because it doesn't f***ing work, all right? Georgia Tech. Georgia f***ing Tech is the only team that I know of that runs the triple option <laughs> in college football, and Georgia Tech is ass, Okay. So it doesn't work because why? People are smart enough to play assignment football and break down the play. All right, to help you guys out, when you see a triple option, you have a quarterback, two guys to the side of you, uh, he splits two backs, and and basically they call it a triple option because he's only going to do three things with it, okay? He's either going to fake it to the running back, and the running back's just going to go up the hole like they've been doing all game, yeah. or he's going to keep the ball run to the sideline with a backer trailing him, keep it, second option, or pitch it to the guy behind him, third option. And that's it, guys. That's all that's coming out of that play. And it's instant. You should see it as soon as you line up. He's in the formation. This is the only thing you can run out of it, and it doesn't happen. Okay? It doesn't happen. He hikes the ball. He gives it straight to the guy. He runs up the dive route. He gets in between the tackles. And Miles Jack is 10, 15 yards away from the play. He is nowhere. He is nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. Miles Jack and Najee Good is on the outside. Najee Good on this play needs to come up. He has quarterback responsibility. He has to make sure that the quarterback doesn't keep the ball. And then your drop down safety comes in to help with your cornerback on the outside to watch the trailing guy. But Miles Jack is not even in the play, guys. Like I said, he doesn't even get close. He doesn't even get touched on this play. He's not even close to the ball. At the end of the play, when you're supposed to have your hats to the ball, I don't care what position you play on defense. At every single run play, pass play, you should be within the vicinity of the ball by the end of the play. You better have found your way to the ball because that shows me again that you're paying attention to where the ball is. But again, you're nowhere to be found on this play. Very simple. Listen, if you don't watch anything, watch this play, watch what he does, and it's very similar to what he does the entire game. He's flat-footed, he doesn't move, and he and he reacts. When you react late like that as a linebacker, you're going to get eaten alive every single time. All right, so we switch it back to us. Uh, we ended up kind of stalling out third and four, two-yard pass route to, uh, I believe it was a DJ Chark. No good. It was third and four. You run a rub route on, on for two yards, get tackled. And that's that's another thing I don't like about this offense. DeFlippo has done, I mean, it's night and day in comparison to the play calling that we were calling last year and the year before that. But 
third down for some reason has been an issue this year. We don't have a great conversion rate on third down. We kind of leave it out on the field. And I'm willing to say that we probably have one of the worst in the leagues. Um, I'm sure, Dev, you could you could probably check that out for me um, for third down conversion rates. So with the failed conversion, Colts take the ball back, run the ball outside. Um, again, this is the second play that I see Miles Jack make in the first half. And the only reason he makes the second play is you could see that the offensive lineman, the guy that's supposed to come up and grab him and make sure he doesn't make a play, he's lost in space. Mm-hmm. He's got his blinders on. I don't know what the hell he's looking at. Um, he's he's in the hunch punch at this point in the game. He's he's sipping on the yak, and he he misses Miles Jack entirely. Miles Jack makes a beeline to the sideline, cuts through some uh, offensive players, and gets a tackle. Good play, clean play. That's what I want to see. But again, had the offensive lineman done his job and found you in space, you're not making that play either. So I I just I want to see. You bring that pressure, man. I need to see you come downhill. If I don't see you come downhill, we're gonna have a long four years with you back there, man. And again, I can't, I can't put the blame entirely on him, and, and because it could be coaching, it could be scheming, it could be because Wash is telling him not to come downhill. Who knows? Wash is the same guy telling these guys not to play man coverage at times when they're supposed to be playing man coverage. So I, I, I don't know who to blame, but I know that the play quality is not there, obviously. So we follow that up with a great sack by DJ Hayden again. Glad this guy's back, healthy in the lineup. He brings so much to this game that's not even on paper. Just based on pressure and coverage, uh, the guy has been phenomenal this year. I can't speak enough praise for this guy. A third and 16 at this point. It's a big stop on defense. We, we get the ball back, and uh, that's the end of the drive for, for the Colts to stall out there. Devin, you, you look like you got something ready. You got the uh, third down conversion rate for the Jaguars? Yes, the Jaguars are 22nd in the league on third down conversions with a 34.6% on converting third downs. Who's worse than us? Is that list in order? Yes, I have them in order by percentage. So, okay, I'm looking at this list, guys. We're talking about the likes of Miami Dolphins, the Titans, the Browns, the Bears, the Broncos, the Jets. These are teams that we're ahead of and we're in that group and we're in that group i mean but this this again goes to play calling it goes to to not getting it done Uh, running rub routes on on third and four and throwing it a yard and expecting it to get done it's just not going to happen like that guys you can do it once or twice and play the conservative route but it doesn't make sense to me man Uh, red zone efficiency and third down efficiency but all time got to be one of the worst that we've had uh, in a long time um we get the ball back after that big stop, as I mentioned. This was the controversial call of, of pass interference. Uh, DJ Chark goes up the field, gets grabbed by the jersey from behind. It's an obvious grab. It's clear as day. He has him beat by a step and a half. And the jersey grab pulls him down. He loses sight of the ball. And he gets, and he gets pulled out. No call. So Doug Marone throws the challenge flag. I don't fault him for this because it's clear and obvious and should be clear and obvious. No pass interference on this call. None given. So again, we either don't know what pass interference is in this NFL. And a year ago, it was catches. No one knew what the fuck a catch was a year ago. Yeah. Okay, we just keep trying to reinvent the wheel. We should just leave the fucking shit alone and and just let it go. Because at the end of the day, you can't you can't control everything. I, I, and I know where this stems from. That was a, that was an egregious call against the the in the Saints and Vikings game. I understand it wholeheartedly. I get why it's there, but I mean, come on, guys. If you're not going to do anything about it, and I know the percentage is terrible. I hear about it all the time across the league. There's worse, and that wasn't as bad as some of the calls I've seen not get called. 
uh, across the league. Uh, the percentage, I'm sure, is is horrendous. Dev, do me a favor. Can you find that out for me? What's the percentage of PI calls overturned this off year? Of, off of a coach's challenge. Off of challenges. I think they actually mentioned it during the broadcast at some point, didn't they? Yeah, it's 5 of 53, which is about 9%, and only one of those successes has been since week four. So just, Jesus. Just, just stop doing it. There's no point. Just stop doing it. There's no, yeah, absolutely. There's no point. You're not going to get, unless the guy is getting leveled, unless it's just he's putting his shoulder down and just beating your ass before you even touch the ball, don't call it. And even then. And even then, it's still probably not going to get called. It's just these refs looking, uh, out, it, looking out for themselves. I tell you what, if there needs to be a change in this front office, there needs to be a change in the officiating. Too many old goats walking around with blind glasses on. We need to get an overturn of the, the ref refing guys because uh, I've seen enough of that as well. So, P.I. doesn't get taken care of. We get a check down on the next play. Again, Nick Foles would love the check down this play. I had this game. I don't know what it was. The guy would not take a shot downfield. And the few times he did take a shot downfield, it did not look good. Third and seven. Uh, Cam closes on a balk. Of course, Norwell, he, he's, his name's going to get called. He doesn't get his hands on his on his defender. He loops around. It almost looks like a delayed stunt, but I, he was just trying to make a play on the ball. Gets out of the line, gets a sack on. Nick Foles, end of the drive there. So, again, third and out, another one. Kick the ball back to the Colts. The defense comes to life a little bit. And Gakwe gets his 12th forced fumble since he's been on this team. Uh, Taven, my soul crippled my soul almost almost died yeah Taven makes a makes an attempt for a scoop and score on the ball and I tell you what if Taven Bryan had scooped and scored that ball I'd be done with I'd be done with this yeah. I, I wouldn't do another podcast that'd be the end of it <laughs> I, I would never have done this ever again because there's no way I could get on the airwaves and say yeah Taven Bryan scooped and scored uh, a 30-yard fumble bazinga <laughs> yeah I know you're laughing at home I hear you I hear yeah. you laughing no one's gonna take you seriously <laughs> But in any case, he tries to scoop and score. I can respect that from a big man standpoint. Flop your fat ass on the ball next time, man. Just be safe. Just get the fucking ball. Okay? Well, you're not known to be sax man extraordinaire or a running back specialist or anything special, honestly, Taven. So just, just make a name for yourself and recover a fumble. That's a good start. That's a good way to get your foot in the door. Give me a recovered fumble. Flop your fat ass down. Get you that ball. Get you a nice, nice little dance afterwards. But no, he flops. He doesn't catch it. Ball goes back in Colts' hands. Next play after, Josh Allen, he liked what he saw in Gakwe, so he tried to get one of himself. Got held. That prevented the sack. It gets called back. It's fourth down. And uh, the next play back, Jacksonville gets the ball back with about a minute and change left. First play, this is the Nick Foles interception off his back foot. Throws it down the field. Terrible spot. Ugly. I, the guy's double covered. It, you you underthrew it. And again, not the first underthrown play. Nick Foles threw this game. Mm-hmm. Bad play. Bad play call. It was the first play. It wasn't like you needed it. I mean, you could have you could have done one of your checkdowns uh, this play, but no, you toss it down the field. It's not it's not a good play. It, it bumps around. It goes between two of the defenders, and they get they come up with the ball. And at the end of the day, it's a pick, and that's that's all she wrote. And immediately after, uh, Trey Herndon gets that ghost pi again, goes the wrong way, and uh, that's that's all I got for the first half. First half, you leave this ball game. It's ten seven, um, and, and just some some half notes real quick. Uh, in the first half, you ran the ball six times. You ran the ball six times in the first half. You have nine carries total this game. What? 
I'm no mathematician, but that's three carries in the second half. You abandoned the run game entirely in a 10-7 ball game. It's awful. You punted the ball four times in the first half, and you threw the ball away once for a turnover. That's five times you gave the ball back to the Colts in the first half. Just the first half alone, guys. I'm not even talking the whole game. I'm talking about just the first half alone. Leonard Fournette carried the ball eight times. Eight times. Your premier back, the whole, the, the, the heart of this offense at one point, got the ball eight times. Which is which is a low in comparison for the last two years. Just this year alone, he had 11 in Houston. Loss. 13 in Kansas City, loss. And in week one last year, I had to go back to week one last year against the Giants. He had nine carries, and he got hurt that game. He didn't even finish the game, and he got more carries in the Giants game than he got in this game. That's bad coaching. That is terrible coaching. You come back of a bye week, you give the ball in the hands of Nick Foles, who hasn't had a snap in eight weeks, 47 times he throws the ball. He throws a pick. He should have had two other ones. And Leonard Fournette rushes the ball eight times, and you allowed over 200 yards on the opposing team. That It's a recipe for disaster. You don't convert on third downs. You don't get points on the board. Silent prayer for Josh Lambeau. My heart broke oh, when you missed that field no. goal, my man. I'm so sorry. Everybody's hurt. God, I... Oh, I almost punched a wall when I watched that 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 field goal would get missed, man. I am so sorry. And seeing his reaction too, he just it pointed kills at himself. You. So it that kills you, me. man. You you're uh. streaking hard. You're probably the most consistent thing on offensive wise on this team in three years. And and you hate God. You hate to see it. It, it hurt to watch. I'm sorry, Lambo. You bounce back. You know what that means? That means you just start streaking again, my guy. Yep. You get that fucking ball back, and you just start streaking again. Keep keep your head up. I, I love what you bring. Just keep it rolling. Um, I mean, other than that, listen, guys. Uh, just stop watching right there. That's that's pretty much it. It only gets really ugly in the second half. That's why I kind of just left it what as it was. Takeaways from this game. Personally, Nick Foles was going to come out rusty. He underthrew the ball way too often. His checkdowns were, again, way too often. He threw nine times under five yards in the first half. Uh, So if you take out uh, 10 checkdowns out of 47 in the first half, so half the time he's checking down the ball. He's checking down the ball half the time. And if it's not working, if you're not getting play progression off of it, Stop doing it. It's just not going to work. The the coaching staff came in with a mentality this game, and it's very, very clear because you don't abandon the run at 10-7 in the first half at six carries for between Fournette and Armstead. Remember, six Fournette had five. Reichwell had one of them. So you abandoned the run game entirely in the second half. You came in with the mentality that Nick Foles was going to win you this ball game. You're going to win and lose off of the arm of Nick Foles this week. Who made that play call? I have no fucking idea. Who should be fired from that play call? Everybody. Everybody who had that word, that phrase come out of their mouth that said Nick Foles is going to win us this ball game was stupid. You guys are fucking idiots. It goes to show me that you have no fucking clue what you're doing with this team offensively, with this team in general. It's a general mentality. I've, I've stressed it too much. I've said it over and over again. We need to hit the reset button. This this is long overdue, guys. The guys, the cogs that run the machine, not working. The puppet masters are not working. Get rid of Doug Marone. Get rid of Todd Wash. It's been atrocious. Uh, DeFlippo, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt for this year. But, again, I need to see some change, and it's not going to happen this year. Not with this mentality. 
Let's hope Sean Khan agrees with you. We know that he was hinting that if we didn't make it to the playoffs this year, that there would be a culling. So we'll see if he puts his money where his mouth is. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll go ahead and take a quick break here. We'll hear a word from our sponsors. When we come back, we'll take a look around social media and see some of the fans' post-game reactions. Get a look at how everyone is feeling. See the popular opinion on where the Jaguars' failures lie. We'll hear some more of Pat's takes. We'll see if we can't get Sean to join in. Don't go anywhere. Duval Hot Takes. We'll be right back. And we don't have Sean to sign it off. Oh. Well, I guess uh, folks at home, don't spit out your drink. Ooh, so smooth. Mm. All right, your Duval hot takes have returned. So before the break, we recapped the first half of the game because that was really the only half that mattered. Second half was pretty much just exactly the way you would expect if you watched the first half. So we're going to go ahead and stop there. Now it's time to uh, look at the game as a whole and see how the fans feel. So when we're looking at Twitter, we're seeing a lot of people, of course, are jumping on the bandwagon of, oh, this is what happens when we got rid of Minshew. We want Minshew back. Oh, Foles didn't do anything. Well, to hear Pat say it, of course, this was going to be how Foles performed in the first game after his return. So it sounds to me like, Pat, you're more of a mindset that this is all 100% on the coaches and their inability to factor Nick Foles and his current status into the rest of the offense. Absolutely. 100%. This this was a this was an easy game plan game, guys. Leonard Fournette should have taken the bulk of the responsibility in offense. He has been consistent all year long. He's done very well. He's he's the top, he's a top 5 rushing back in the NFL. He's a top five rushing back in the NFL, and you allow him eight carries? Like, what What the f*** are you thinking, man? It, it doesn't make sense to me. Offensive scheme-wise, it doesn't make sense to me. But again, like I said, someone somewhere made the decision to say Nick Foles was going to control this entire game. And whoever it was, whether it was Doug Marone, even if it was DeFlippo, f*** you, DeFlippo, because that's not the mindset you should have this game. Okay, whoever it was that said, you know what, this is where we're going. This is the direction we're going to take because you could see the obvious change in pace after the first half was done. You went from six carries to three carries. The six carries wasn't that a good start to begin with in the first half. And you go away from it entirely. You get away from it entirely in a team where, like I said, you're running is your bread and butter. You got away from it. Uh, Passing wise. I don't think Nick Foles did that bad, honestly. But then again, when you throw it for 47 times, you better be getting some yardage out of it. I mean, how many how many attempts do you need to get to 296? <laughs> I mean, what does that even average out to? What, what, what is that, 6.3 yards a throw at 47 yards? 47 yards, man. You should be throwing it for 450 and four scores for, for that many attempts. And you walk away with barely 300, Two touchdowns, a pick, and I didn't even touch on the pick you threw on the two-point conversion. You th- you threw a dart right to the fucking linebacker. You threw a dart right to him. The guy didn't move. There wasn't a play. There wasn't a scheme. He was just sitting there like a fucking lame duck. You saw him and said, hey, you want to play pitch and catch, little kid? And he threw him the ball. And he said, oh, thank you very nicely, sir. I will now take this to the end zone. You can watch my ass run all 99 yards down the field while I do so. <laughs> Okay, listen, I, I don't I don't get it, man. I just don't get any of it. And again, the, the defense, the rushing defense, has been horrendous all year long. And what you do, guys, you showed me on a resume, hey, check this out. You want you like when one running back goes over 100, I'm going to give you two. And I'll tell you what, find anyone that knows Jonathan Williams was going to go over 100 yards today. 
find anyone. Okay, we're just giving. We're, we're like the Make a Wish Foundation. We're giving. Can. We're giving these nobody running backs games of their lives. Carlos Hyde last week or, or two weeks ago. Jonathan Williams this week. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is going to go for three hundred yards next week, guys. Oh. Three hundred yards oh. in the first half. He's going to be able to take off the next half of the of, of the game. No, he's going to get all three hundred in the first half. And you know what? You, what you going to do about it? Nothing. And then he'll hurt his hand. He'll sit down for the rest of the game, and someone else will get the next three hundred. Yeah, why not? Why not? We'll just double up on it. Jeez. Like I said, Make a Wish Foundation, Jacksonville Jaguars, granting these running backs dreams that no one else can do. It's atrocious, man. It's atrocious. Todd Wash, like I said, I don't know if I can blame the players or Todd Wash because they've both been here the same amount of time. So I, I, I don't know who to put the blame on, but I can tell you that someone better better have the burden of that blame because they, I, I'm sick of watching it. I'm sick of seeing these nobodies making 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 these guys career games. I, I'm I'm done with it. Passing defensive wise, we did okay. Um, I don't think we allowed anyone over 40. Yep. We didn't allow anyone over 40. But again, this crew at, at wide receiver, these guys are public's, public's bag boys. Okay. You take Eric Ebron out of the equation, depending on what week he wants to play good and what week he wants to be bad. But these guys are a public's baggers. Okay. These guys are, are, are Winn-Dixie stock shelf uh, uh, holders last year. These guys these guys are, are, are washing your car on the weekend. Okay. This, these, these are the receivers that the Colts have. So it's a good thing we didn't see anybody get burned on that aspect. With that aside, uh, again, I need to see a change at the top. It's not happening. It's not this is, the same pieces have been in play for too long. You got to change it over. You can't be consistent in this league. And you take 2017 away, you take that anomaly of a year away, you have nothing to show for for the last 10 years. Mm. I, I'm just done with it, man. I'm done with it. I'm done with the entire front office. I'm done with everybody from the top, from the top to the bottom. I've been calling it for two years now, and you better believe I'm smacking the door for it now. So, absolutely, I put the blame in the front office. I put the blame in scheming. I put the blame in coaching. The, these, the, we have a young, young team, and this young team can only flower into as productive as the coaching staff that's with them, okay? Because that's what they're going to do. They're going to run your scheme. They're going to run your plays. And they're only as talented as you can get them. And Doug Marone's an under 500 coach. Todd Wash the third string backup for a clown show at a circus. Okay, <laughs> he can't even get. He can't do your air balloons. He can't do. He can't. F-ing, he doesn't even have. He puts the red nose up his ass. He wears the clown shoes on his hands. He's 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 a shitty clown at, at best. He's a clown at being a clown. He's a clown at being a clown. Oh, and he's running this damn defense. Oh, you right. You right. All right, strong words from Pat. Let's go ahead and switch things over to Sean Daly. He's not here with us, but we'll try and get him on the Duval hotline. Now, remember, he is out of town. He's not with us. He doesn't know what Pat's takes are, so he's coming in blind. To be honest with you guys, Sean's pretty much blind all the time anyway, so this won't be any different. Hey, Siri. Call Sean Daly. Calling Jackass. Hello? Hey, hey, is that Mr. Sean Daly? Yes, it is. Who hey, is? buddy. Is this Mr. Taylor Smith? This is Mr. Taylor Smith. You've got Pat Smith and Devin Mabe on the line as well. This is the Duval Hot Takes Podcast. Oh, my God. I got to say, big fan, big fan, Devin. Devin, I got to say, Devin is the best part of this show by far. I have okay. to say, I've been a huge Devin fan for a long time. It's an absolute honor. 
Can we cut the mic, please? Can we? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Calm it down. Calm it down a little yeah, bit. Yeah. 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 I, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to blaspheme. I apologize. The audience can tell you're lying. So, Sean, we're talking about the Jaguars game against the Colts. We're talking about, what is it, 13 to 33. We've already done our recap. So now the question on everybody's mind is, who do we blame? Everybody's saying, you know, should we blame Nick Foles because now we're without the Minshew Magic? Should we blame the rest of the players because they just can't get it together on Sunday? Or should we blame the coaches? So we've already heard from Pat. Which way do you think he leaned on that? Well, uh, Pat is quick to want to can anyone in a collared shirt on that sideline. But at the same time, Pat is so far in love with Gardner Minshew that Nick Foles very much could represent the boogeyman to him. Nick Foles could be the root of all evil to Pat because he is not Gardner Minshew. So I would have to say... I'm going to say that Pat said that every coach that put that game plan together can, can go die in a, in a burning fire, okay? And also, Nick Foles couldn't play his ass out of a paper bag and couldn't get anything done, and Gardner Minshew was a better quarterback. I think, I, think that's what, I think that's what Pat had to say about the situation. I think that you're going to be pleasantly surprised. So you're definitely on point about the coaches. I think even word for word, you said some of the things that Pat said. But uh, <laughs> with regards to Nick Foles, Pat was actually pretty forgiving, weren't you, Pat? I I was. The game plan worked against him. I said that that no no player coming off of a bye week, coming off of an eight week injury, uh, should throw for 47 times a game and expect half decent results. And coupling that with Leonard Fournette rushing eight times this game is a uh, you're just you're just begging for disaster. So there you go, Sean. I just want to give a huge shout out to Jacksonville Electric Authority for having for employing the only linemen in Jacksonville that are worth a shit. Are you kidding me? We can't we can't have any interior blocking. Whatsoever, Nick Foles was making out with the defensive tackles of the Indianapolis Colts all game, literally face-on-face action. They were It was like a second date in a movie theater. Just, every time he climbed the pocket, it was in the arms of a giant man. And then on the other side of the football, how come we can't get any interior pressure? The interior linemen for the Indianapolis Colts are apparently the best interior linemen of all time because every running back ran right through those holes all game. It was like a carbon copy print of of the Carolina game. I was watching Christian McCaffrey and Reggie Bonifon run down my throat play after play. Let's get some interior linemen one way or the other. Call up JEA. Let's get some linemen that are worth a damn and get them wearing teal. Well, you missed you missed it on earlier, but I, I pretty much I pretty much on Miles Jack this entire game. You think you think it was Miles' fault, dude? Miles wasn't present at all this game. In in the run defense, those linemen can only crash in as much as they can. Okay, if I've got linebackers sitting flat footed five yards back and not making a play on the ball, and and I got to expect tackling out of my secondary every single play. I think it's 
about time that Najee Good changed his last name, too, because he's not living up to the bill. I'll tell you that much. How much of it can I put on Miles Jack and Najee Good versus how much I can put on the coaching staff? If these people aren't being told to come downhill, to fill holes, to take care of gap assignment, who are we to blame? Do we blame the linebackers or do we blame the guys that put them there in a position to succeed? The problem is is that these he's got these linebackers playing too far back in the coverage. First and ten, second and seven, you know, second and five, they're still playing the pass when you know the run's coming and, and, and there's no stunt because I mean, all right, here's here's the problem with our defense right now. Everybody wants to sack the quarterback. Uh-huh. Everybody wants to sack the quarterback. But here's the problem. The quarterback doesn't want to get sacked. The quarterback would like to hand the ball off to avoid the sack. So how about we sack the running back? That's my point, though, Sean. You look at these pass protections, right? You look at our pass defense. You look at the front four. And I said this earlier in the podcast. is going to contradict what you said. I would take our front four and, and pass defense against anyone's offensive line. We can get into the backfield. We can get pressure on the quarterback. But in order to do that, you got to get to third and ten, though. You, it can't be third and one all the time. I'm 100% with you. But, again, if I have a guy rushing on first and ten and my linebackers are seven yards off the ball and they don't take their first step until the offensive lineman has already made contact with them, okay, those are big boys. Those are big boys. If you don't see big-ass 77 coming down like a f***ing freight train to you and you don't make a move, what the f*** are you doing? You you might as well not even be there. Jaguars refuse to play hat-on-a-hat football. They will continue to be stuck in this zone, this cover-three zone, cover-two, four-zone scheme that they can't get out of. The zone beat the Jaguars on both sides of the ball. If you want to see how the zone defense is supposed to work, look at the way Indianapolis used it. Zone defense is good when you get guys in passing situations and you know that they're going to have to hold on to the ball for an extra second when their offensive line can't block. Well, and why why would you even worry about the run if they're not running the ball at all, Sean? You're making it easy on that zone defense to work against you. You you don't have to keep them honest in the run game because there is no f***ing run game. I, I, you got again. Explain to me how we have a top five running back who's got eight f-ing carries this game. Who sat back and made that call? Who sat back and said, "Hey, Leonard Fournette, I know you're in the top three, top five running this week. It's ten seven going in the second half. I want you to just sit down, and not do a f-ing thing." DJ Dougie, not so fresh. I tell you that. Much. Here, here's what happened: is that and first of all, I gotta say that whole third and nineteen screen pass. I, I just. Uh, I, I watched that play like seven times. Oh, well, you weren't a fan of that. Oh, my God. No, 30-19 screen. Screen pass down my throat. But that's neither here nor there. We're getting out coached. We're getting out schemed. Uh, we, had a, we had a quarterback that was rusty as hell, a running back that couldn't get the ball, an offensive line that can't block, a defensive line that only knows how to go upfield and not downfield, if that makes any sense. I'm saying that they want to just – our defensive line's really good at one thing, that is rushing the passer. They're not good at at run stopping. Marcel Darius was the only one we got, and now he ain't there. And I would say we have the worst run defense in the NFL. That, what we saw on Sunday, that was the worst run defense in the NFL. That was bad. I could have run through some of those holes, man. It sucked. Worst game of the year. 
bury the ball. Every game here on out is a must win, and it sucks. You're still holding on to wins. Yeah, man. We, we got we to gotta win them all. We got to win them all. We want to make the playoffs. We got to win them all now. But hold on. Are you saying that we even have the ability to win them all? Or is this one of your Tony Baselli rainbow pipe Here's dreams? The, the schedule is favorable, okay? I'm not asking favorable. I'm not, I'm not asking favorable. I'm saying you really believe that you're going to get six wins out of these next six games. No. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate your 10 seconds of honesty. Thank you. <laughs> now you can go on and tell me how, how you like the rest of the schedule. No, I, I don't think we win the next one, man. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm glad that now we're starting to talk. Now we can have a conversation, Sean, because I said before, Derrick Henry will play half the game next week, and that'll be it. He That's all he'll need. He'll accumulate 300 yards, three touchdowns. He'll be already at home before the game's over. He'll already be at home <laughs> running the ball on us in Madden at that point in time. I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Derrick Henry will destroy us. What's going to happen is Josh Allen is going to sack Ryan Tannehill and injure him early in the game, and then Marcus Mariota is going to come in and wreck us. Mariota's going to put together a stat sheet game so he can go find a, a place to play somewhere next year. Exactly. Mariota's going to come in, throw for three scores, and rush for one, and, 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 just, and, and I'm done. I'm done with football the rest of the year. If Marcus Mariota plays in this game and beats us, I'm, d- I'm not watching another Jaguars game the rest of the season. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. But all in all, boys, that Colts game was was a bag of dog shit on fire on a Wednesday afternoon. It was it was no good. No good. Hey, Ron Middleton had a great game, too. Those tight ends, man. They- <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ron, Ron Middleton's looking for a dance. Ron Middleton might be interim head coach. If Doug Marone gets fired, I think Ron Middleton's going to be interim head coach. Am I right or am I right? Well, he doesn't have any tight ends to coach, so it does free up some space for him. <laughs> so, hey, listen, if there's no one to coach, give me the interim coaching job. Have we gone through eight tight ends this year? Devin, look that up. I, I'm on the phone, but Devin, look that up. No, 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 no. We're running out of time here, Sean. Oh, okay, all right. We'll have him look right. that up when you return. I like it, though. Even as far away as you are, you're still giving your hot takes. I believe we're at four, but don't <laughs> quote me. <laughs> All right, Sean, before you go, you got anything you'd like to say? One last take? Gardner Minshew's overrated. Oh, oh, I'm going to hang up the phone right now. And just like that, Sean kills half our viewership. Yes. No, no, people people know that they can expect Sean to be full of shit, so it's, <laughs> it is what it is. All right, yeah, we are definitely getting close to our, our, our finale here, so let's go ahead and wrap things up. Before we go, you know we've got those Twitter shout-outs. Pat, who do you got? All right, uh, so shout out to Paul Farrell. He actually took the trip up to Old Indy. Um, there's not much to see. I went there last year, man. It's just cornfields and cows, and yeah, it's it's really just a weird, weird town. Um, dope little uh, chug fest before the game. Got to give you guys a shout out. Love seeing that. Um, you know, safe travels coming home if you aren't already. And uh, you know, sorry boys for that for that L we took. Um, you know, but I got you. Got to love watching the travel crowd go out there man it's, if you had never traveled for a jaguar game before uh it's it's one of the best experiences you can have honestly um mm. so you, you got to get it done um he also gave us some beer takes they're they're running uh domestic the 16 ounce bottles at 775 uh which is about two 225 cheaper than us Ugh. yeah and uh they got the big boys running for uh 13 bucks so 
And I, you know, premium for 950. That's for you, uh, craft guys. You, you, you're higher end folks. Um, but yeah, overpaying per usual. Overpaying, bad product. Keep, keep, this, keep it up. You know, it's just. It's what it is. There's not a single silver lining right now. Uh, you know, there's not there's not much to grasp at. That's for sure. I hate uh, this. <laughs> of course. And then uh, for our fellow Foster's Phil, he had some quick takes as well. He, he basically puts this entire loss on the D. Uh, scared to touch the Colts running back. Absolute ass. Coaching staff doesn't want Lenny to run. Pretty much word by word. Yeah. Uh, is what I'm saying. Chuck Tommy coughed to the curb this weak ass old football school tactics. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean it, it is what it is, guys. And it, it, we we're beating the same drum over and over again. It, if you want change, it's got to start at the top. It's not going to start with the players you got because um, these guys are way too young to be commanding their own at this point. And uh, if you want production, you know, like I said, uh, every day I wake up, I check what time it is. And then I check if Todd Wash has been fired yet. That's the only thing I do when I wake up in the morning. I check what time it is, and I check if Todd Wash has been fired. And then I go about my day. We have to start up one of those uh, novelty Twitter accounts. You know, the oh, it's already like, out there. Is it Friday yeah. the thirteenth? There's gonna be one. There is one that well, says, "Is Todd Wash fired?" It's Todd Wash fired, and every every day it's no. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I I I saw that the other day, and uh, yeah, you're doing God's work, man. Whoever that is, that's a quick shout out to you. <laughs> All right, we'll go ahead and call it here. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been your Duval Hot Takes podcast. My name is Taylor Smith. I'm your moderator. Pat Smith, keep your head up, guys. Devin May, facts and stats. All right, Sean Daly, thank you so much for helping us out there. Yeah, hey, hey, we we just let Devin do his own little bit, huh? (laughs) Because Sean's not over here to beat his ass. It's nice. It's nice to talk for a change. All right, guys, we will be back later this week, of course. We're going to preview the upcoming game against the Titans. Until then, take care, be safe, have fun. We will see you soon. See ya!